Hello, everybody. Uh, it's going to be a fun show this week. My friend Chris Franjola is my guest, and um, I bring him on a little bit earlier than I usually bring guests on, and uh, you'll see why. It was a uh, fun, interesting little moment that occurred. Um, also, I wanted to let you guys know that um, I think I announced this once before a long time ago on the podcast in passing, but um, I have a big movie coming out uh, next month, Ice Age 4, Continental Drift, um, in 3D. I'll be playing a uh, fairly significant character in this movie. I, I got a I got a couple scenes in the movie, and they're fun, and they're with all the stars of the movie, and I'm very excited about it, so go and check that out, because they're going to need your support, guys. They might not make a billion dollars otherwise, globally, so try to check that out. Um, the show I'm on, on Sci-Fi Network, Insane or Inspired, just got picked up for more episodes, so tune into that. It's every Friday at 10 p.m. I'll be in Chelsea lately again, June 26th. Uh, Flappers with Burbank on Bill Dwyer's Stardom Game Show with Maria Bamford on June 17th. Comedy Juice Ice House Pasadena, June 21st. June 21st, because 21st is not a thing. Comedy Juice Irvine, June 26th. Tacoma Comedy Club in Washington State, July 12th through 14th. And Atlanta, Georgia at the Laughing Skull, July 19th through 22nd. Um, that's pretty much all I wanted to share with you guys right now. A little, a little intro, a little tease, some dates, and the show's starting right now. Miley Cyrus engaged. We kill another Al-Qaeda number two. The Vatican bans a sexy book. 50 Cent ends his feud with Oprah. U.S. getting testy towards Pakistan. Pot closer to being legal. Basalts closer to turning us into zombies. Bill Clinton messes up more things for Obama. And my guest Chris Franjola and I discuss Chelsea Lately, fame, lesbians, and the importance of world events. All this and more during the... Last week on Earth with Ben Glebe. We will not be driven by fear into an age of unreason. Oh my god, guys, listen up. I have an announcement to make. Did you guys know that I'm like the number one Google search last week? It could be the stuff of history, however, one way or the other. Okay, is Jessica Simpson here yet? And to those critics who are so pessimistic about our economy, I say, don't be economic girly man. What up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in. And you know why it's good you did? It's the last week on Earth, so... This is your last chance, probably. Unless next week I will have egg on my face, if that's not true. But uh, I feel very confident this might be the last week on Earth. Probably. Perhaps. We're brought to you this week by the constant passing of time. Makes you feel old as shit. I had an interesting week. Uh, I was in San Diego gigging. And um, a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, recommended to me. He's like, bring this DVD with you. You're going to love it. One of the best movies I've ever seen. Eat, Pray, Love. And so I watched this movie in two halves over the weekend. What I don't understand the movie. There's nothing to this movie. It literally is Julia Roberts goes and eats a bunch of food. We watch her eating 
food. I like Julia Roberts, but she looks, you know, in some angles, a little horse-like, and she's just sucking spaghetti through her mouth. And I feel like it's, horses can't eat spaghetti, so I'm, I'm, I'm worried for her safety. I'm worried if PETA's going to be upset and they're going to be protesting this movie. Then she goes and prays and meets some sad guy, and then she falls in love with Javier Bardem, um, which is supposed to be her big life lesson, is fall in love with one of the most sought-after leading men in the world. How was the that? The sad guy was James Franco, wasn't it? Was that? I think James Franco was the other guy, wasn't he? James Franco yeah. was his one yeah. of his boyfriends early. Yeah, one of her boyfriends early. I didn't get through it either. Yeah, I, I got through the eat, pray part. I never got through the love part. You never did. No. Yeah, the love part is that's what it got downhill. It's like obviously you're gonna fall in love with Javier Bardem. And it's funny you mentioned that uh, that the uh, Peter was out because I believe Peter was after them for the way they treated elephants on the set. Or is something. that right? Yeah. Very interesting. That was kind of a big deal. Now, people listening at home are probably very confused right now because they don't even know who's talking, maybe. Right. That's you haven't introduced. I, I have not gonna, introduced you. I didn't know if I was supposed to start nope, talking yet. Not at all. Was that, was that not my time to no, talk? No, but you can totally, st- we'll just go from here. You can't, Brand, you can't bring up Eat, Pray, Love and not expect me to That's jump in. That's a strong in. point. I love it. Uh, my guest this week, last week on Earth, Chris Frangiola, one of the stars of Chelsea Lately and one of the stars of After Lately, two Huge hit television programs on the E! Kardashian-branded network. Yes, yes. E! Entertainment Television. This is very exciting. Chris, tell me right off the bat how, and we're going to obviously cover all the news in the planet in a moment, but I want to talk to Chris a little bit and get you, get you guys to know about, all about who he is and where he, how his journey brought him here now. So okay. you're from New York. Yes, originally. Okay. Yeah. And then what brought you out to L.A., to Hollywood, and why did you start pursuing comedy? Uh, that's what brought me out, kind of. You know, I was just basically wanted to be famous. You know, that was my mm-hmm. thing, like everybody who comes out here. Uh, sure. And that was it. You know, I just wanted to be on TV and all that kind of stuff. I had no idea how to do it. Uh, my ultimate goal is to be in John Hughes movies. That's to show you how long ago I got no here. Shit. That John Hughes was still making movies. Wow, and, and alive. So fame was the big goal. Fame was the big goal. It wasn't yeah. like a passion for no. entertaining the masses. No. No, Fuck that. No. Fa- just famous. Just famous. For whatever reason. Sure. You know? But this is before reality TV, and you know, now there's many ways to be famous. Oh, so you had to fuck, you were probably coming up with, with publicity stunts and all no, kinds well, of No, well, I, I mean, I didn't know anything. I, I didn't. I just bartended for, you know, about 18 years until I finally, you know, got on Chelsea Lately. That was about the That was your strategy. Just I, fucking bartend and wait for a break. That's exactly how it worked out, <laughs> fortunately. Because I was about... Yeah, the, I, I mean, I at one point just said, fuck it, I'll be a bartender. Yeah, that was... Really? Was and you'd made peace with it? I had made peace with it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And why... And then and the whole time, were you doing stand-up that whole time? Or you were yeah, just yeah, going yeah. on I mean, acting I was, auditions? You know, on the, you, as you know, I mean, right. I was an L.A. circuit guy. Like, you know, and one of the better ones, you know, we... Yeah. You know, so you, you rise to the top. I mean, I was as, doing all the places that would have me. Sure. Um... And that's how I kind of met Chelsea, and you know, years and years ago, I met Chelsea when she was like twenty-one years old. No she shit. just got into L.A., and I met Chelsea and Sarah Colonna, who works on the show as well, the mm-hmm. same day on Cinco de Mayo. God, in many, many, many years ago, at, at a place called Mexicali on Ventura Boulevard. Maybe you I know, know that spot. Sure, yeah. So that's, that's a great where, spot. Yeah, and that's where we uh, we started our our friendship. And she's had me on a bunch of shows that she's worked on, so I've done a lot of work with her. Were you already were you on the original Chelsea Handler show? Yes, uh, Brad Wallach and I were the only two people from this sh- from the, the current show that were on the Chelsea Handler show, which was on E. And then Tom, you know, behind the scenes. People. Right, 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 right. And so, and so, how did how did you bridge that friendship from when you just first met her at a bar on Cinco de Mayo? How did that 
turn into something? How did you know that you wanted to work together? How did she know she wanted to bring you along? Uh, the funny thing is, uh, I was working on Family Guy for a while um, as a, like a writer's assistant kind of thing. It was a weird relationship I had over the Family Guy. But Mike Henry, who was Cleveland on Family Guy, okay. is a very dear friend of mine. We've been friends forever. Uh, and Mike does a thing called Kicked in the Nuts. This is kind of a long story, but Mike does a thing called Kicked in the Nuts with him and his brother, and it's like a thing they have on the internet where they dress like clowns and kick people in the nuts. It's, it's actually really funny. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. And the producers of the Chelsea Handler show really wanted to get kicked in the nuts on the show. So I think that's <laughs> how I got the job. I, they like, you know Mike Henry, and you can get kicked in the nuts on the show. We'll, we'll let you be a writer if you can get this on our show. And I asked Mike, and he said, no problem, you can have it. And that's how I got the job. Pretty much by getting kicked in the nuts by using we, they were letting them use kicked in the nuts on the show, which <laughs> what? didn't even really work on the show because it was like Chelsea, 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 and also it was this weird clown kicking people in the nuts. <laughs> and so we did it like twice, and that was the end of it. Um, I don't know what Mike has done with it. I mean, now he's busy with Cleveland, but right, uh, yeah. So that was it. It was Mike Henry. Was my, so you really never know where your break is going to come from, as you probably know. I mean, you yeah. never know where it's coming from. And the thing is. Then there was a big lapse between the Chelsea Handler show and Chelsea Lately. You know, we didn't, it was like a year and a half before uh -huh. Chelsea Lately started. So I was back to bartending, you know, and I wasn't even on Chelsea when it first started. I, I came about four months in. Onto Chelsea Lately? Onto Chelsea Lately. Oh, they, really? were, they were moving along. They were already, oh, no it was a totally different show, you know. I mean, yeah, was, yeah. They yeah. didn't really have comedians on the round table. Right. They had like real, like Barry Williams and Scott Bayo. Literally, that, that were, that was, right. they didn't have any comedians. Right. Was, I, it, I didn't do it for the first four or five months yeah. or so. And then I, one of the first few times I was on it with like Susan Powder, the yeah. Stop the Insanity Fitness That's Guru. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it's amazing. We have a list of all the people who are on the round table. Yeah. And it, it's unbelievable the people that they've had on that round table one time or another. Everybody. So then how did you get pulled back in after the show's already rolling for four or five months? Then Chelsea just said, oh, what about Chris for this? Or uh, Yeah, kind of. I, I, I just uh, was at the – one day I, I said I'm, I, hadn't, I hadn't been to the improv in ages. And I went to the improv one night. You know how the bar is at, outside the improv, not where the showroom is. So mm -hmm. everyone's hanging out in the bar, and Chelsea yeah. was in the bar. And she said, how come you're not on my show? And I was like, I didn't realize it was an option. I would love to be on. And I did the roundtable, and – She's, you know, when I got up from the roundtable, she whispered, uh, come back next week to the roundtable. And then they called me like a week later. So we want to be a writer. So that was it kind of moved quickly. That's, so you did yeah. the roundtable first. That's interesting. I did the roundtable first. And then then they called me to be the once a week person. They were going to try a new thing when they had a person on who was once a week. Right. And they made me the first once a week person. And then didn't that, know, didn't that become Joe Coy and Josh Joe Wolf? Coy and Josh Wolf became once a week. And now I don't think we do once a week anymore. We had Ross Matthews once a week. You know, now it's. You know, like you, uh, once every two weeks or right. three weeks or whatever the case may be. So right. It's actually probably better off. You don't want to be once a week. It's a lot of pressure. Chelsea gets sick of you. Right. Um, so it's, you're better off not being once a week. So there's no more once a weekers anymore? I don't think so, no. I yeah, think I we, think I, I realized that, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think the last one was Josh. Josh was doing it once a week. and I think Wasn't Josh Caparulo was, also for a while? As much as we could get him. You know, right. Cap was pretty busy doing other stuff. So, right. uh, and then I think it's the same thing happened with Joe Coy. He was busy doing a lot of other things. So we just decided, you know, no more once a week. Interesting. And is anybody that great on the round table that we need a <laughs> once a week? You Fuck know? no. It's, yeah, it's all the same. I should probably be on much less. Yeah. I think you're, I mean, you're oh. one of our favorites on there. I mean, as far as you, you're one of the best. You know, oh, I mean, thanks, you, man. you've always. How many times do you think you've been on that round table? I, I've officially lost count, which I never thought I've I would ever be on a TV show where I would lose count, yeah. but I know it's like. High 80s or low 90s. Yeah, it's amazing because I remember Michael Cox telling me my 50th appearance on there. Uh -huh. And it, that's got to be three years ago now. Crazy. So, I, I mean, it's got to be in the hundreds. And, yeah. Yeah, which is nuts. It's, right? it's amazing to be on a show that much. And it's so cool because it's a late night talk show. And like 
every other late night talk show, a comedian, like, if you're one of the best in the world, you'll be on it four times in your career. Yeah, right, right. So you tell someone you've been on the show 90 times, 100 yeah. times, they're like, what the fuck? And it's great. I mean, it's, you know, I tell people, like, when I go on the road a lot, other comedians who, who don't live in L.A., I don't really know the show that well. You know, I mean, we, we know what we get. You know, I, I know we're not necessarily the greatest show on TV. You know, we're not Masterpiece <laughs> Theater, and I understand that. You know, we don't even and have And even the, that's not the greatest show on TV. Right, and we don't have the, cl- we don't have the cloud of like a cool People at Masterpiece Theater are sitting there being like, I wish we were The Wire. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, The Wire. There you go. I should, I should update my references. I've been using Masterpiece Theater for 30 years now. Just like I still use Cindy Crawford as my go-to hot girl, which is amazing. I like, what is she, I like, use Alyssa now? Milano in my act until like three years that's ago. That's funny, yeah. I still use Cindy Crawford. As my go, and people when I do it, people are like, "Who's Cindy Crawford?" I'm like, "I'll forget it." Yeah, I just remember, I was like, "Alyssa Milano in Maxim Magazine," and they're like, "What are you? That, <laughs> yeah. No one's who done you, that." Who would be your go-to hot girl now? If you now? had to say your go-to like Hollywood hot girl, just for hotness, just for straight kind yeah. of Cindy Crawford style like if hotness. If you were referencing the hot girl, who would it be? Fuck. I mean, our world is degraded. Right now, popped in my head was Kim Kardashian. I feel very stupid for really? saying that. I think she's very sexy. I think she's sexy too. I don't know if that would be my go-to. No, hot not the girl. go-to hot. A go-to hot. I don't know. Maybe like a. Like a Megan Fox or like a, Yeah, Megan Fox needs to be, but even that's kind of dying. Now. Yeah, so Scarlett gotta, Johansson people Scarlett like, but she's also a respected actress, so yeah. it's hard to. Like I think like Bar Raffaele seem to people seem to sure. go nuts for. Uh, I don't. Know. I don't get that one at all. Jessica Alba as was I was going. She for was, a while, but, but now then she's like a mother of. Four. She's a mother of fifteen kids yeah, who doesn't do movies anymore. Married to a guy. And do you think she did movies in Spanish most recently? Yeah, maybe it's or no some fun shit. anymore. It's, it's no bullshit. fun when they get married and have no. kids and get ruined. And they start doing interviews and instead of the hot quotes is like, I love when a guy does me from behind. The quotes become like, my titties hurt from breastfeeding. Yeah, it's, it's like not, really, yeah, it's, it's not right. It's I'm not sure right. it's true, and I know it's the reality of nature and everything, but don't. Say it. I'm gonna have to think of the hot girl. My right, yeah, who's hot who? Girl to reference, I don't that's know. a tough one. That's really a tough it question. Really is. Yeah, who's the go-to? It's hard, man. There was that one. I like brunettes. Is yeah, is I, my main thing. Like a Eva Longoria type. Yeah, she was one of the top back at the at the beginning of Desperate Housewives. You know, you Terry Hatcher really? before that. Terry Hatcher. Oh, two Desperate Housewives. Yeah, oh, I, was, I was a big Terry Hatcher fan. The movie The Cool Surface. You want a good B porn film. The Cool Surface? Oh, my God. She did a film with that guy, Robert Patrick, or whoever the Terminator guy yes, was. Yes, 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 And I remember I saw it for the first time. It was scrambled. It was in my parents' house. Yeah. And it was you'd get, like, little images once in a blue. And there was one scene where she, she, she bends over, like, a table or a credenza of some kind or a desk and just looks back and says to him, you can do anything you want to me. I didn't even know what that meant. Wow. But I was like, you can do anything. What's I he going to do? I don't know what credenza is. What is I don't that? even I know what a credenza is. I don't know. It's some sort of, like yeah. a like a... A short, long desk for an okay. office where you put plants and files. I, re- I remember the back when Terry Hatch before she was like a legit. She was topless in every. Oh movie. God! Do you remember? I don't know great, if you remember right. a movie called The Big Picture with Kevin Bacon? It was yes, a Christopher Guest movie, and yes. I think she was naked in that. Yeah, she was yeah. really hot in the yeah, seducing really him driving hot. in her Corvette down. She was in Tango PCH. and Cash, right? Yeah, she, she was, was in like Tango the hot and Cash. Wow, and look at us just going through uh, Terry Hatcher's IMDb. This is so fascinating. But she is a hot girl. She's still hot. She's still very hot. Yeah. Absolutely. I would absolutely listen if she's out there listening. I'm I'm into it. I like her. I think the hottest one who's been on our show has been that uh, Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon. Yo, that's right. You didn't you go play ping pong with her? Or something? Oh yeah, After Susan's a dear friend. Dear friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, Susan Sarandon's still hot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. she's so hot, man. I think she's incredibly sexy. Yeah, she is. 
that actually, was a very you know, surreal. It has been for thirty years. Oh my god, that was a very surreal Hollywood moment for me too because I was on the round table that day and I had already already talked about my love of ping pong several yeah. times on the show. And that day, Susan Sarandon was the guest to promote her ping pong club opening that night in Hollywood. Right. Her her club spin. So I brought my trophy. I wanted to show Susan that. Sarandon. Yeah. And this was like back, this was a couple years ago when like you guys weren't getting a ton of A-list like yeah. Academy Award winning guests. Yeah, was like one of our first big good ones. Exactly right. Yeah. So um, I uh, show up with my trophy in hand and I'm walking into the studio and like 18 producers surround me. They're like, Ben, do not show your trophy to Susan Sarandon. Do yeah. not approach her. Do not talk to her. Right, Just right. go to your damn dressing room and focus on your jokes. I'm like, hey, you don't want me to approach her? I'm, I'm an adult. It's fine. Yeah. You don't have to approach her. And so the show ends. We both talk about ping pong separately. And then Susan Sarandon goes to the restroom, which is right near our dressing room. Yes. And she's like, oh, you were so funny. I'm like, you got to see my trophy. So I pull my trophy out. She flips for it, drags me down the hall into her dressing room. And uh, it was not as exciting as I thought. Inside, there was a whole entourage of people. Right. But um, she showed them all my my trophy and said, you have to come to our opening of our ping pong thing tonight. And I came. And I just thought I would be like there hanging out as one of thousands yeah. of guests of this thing. And I show up and I'm walking around and Susan Sarandon sees me like walking by her booth. She like literally looks around several people to call me over to her. That's and I sit crazy. down and for the next like two, three hours, she and I just chatted all night. Yeah. Just hung out. And then Chelsea showed up at the party. Chelsea showed up? Chelsea to showed up to the party. She was dating the animal trainer guy then. Oh my, oh, that's a while ago. Yeah. That's a couple, of, couple of guys ago. That's right. Yeah. And, and uh, she shows up and from across... Dave Salmoni. Dave right Salmoni. Right and then from across the room, Chelsea looks at me before she even sees Susan Sarandon. She sees me sitting there, and she mouths to me, "Really, Ben?" Oh, that's great. And then she sat down and joined us. And then, and then that was my first example of like how when you're friendly with somebody who's like a huge celebrity, you need to really be careful like what you say and do. Because she then tweets to her four million followers. Chelsea yeah. tweets, "Ben Glebe, did you hook up with Susan Sarandon last oh, night?" I remember that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh boy, yeah. that was. I mean, that there are worse rumors, I guess. No, I mean you've and you've gone through the rumor mill on our show. You know, there's been all sorts of things said about you. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, that is oh. true. How do you? Re- I was going to ask you about that too. How do you respond? Respond or react? Like, what do you feel about how much Chelsea loves to give you shit? Because you and I are both two yes. of her favorite targets to attack uh, for. A, a I don't. I love things. it. I, I I think it's great. I mean, I get it. You know, right. I get. I know my role on, and I get it. I right. get. It, it's the thing is, and maybe you feel this way. It's when she stops. Uh, talking about you, you need to concern yourself. You know what I mean? When she just doesn't care anymore about about you. or, or uh, Yeah, so as long as you're getting goofed on, which is part of the show, you know? It's totally part of the show. Yeah. That's, why, that's like probably the question I get most in my life is people when I'm on the road or doing stand-up, people always ask me, uh, why does Chelsea hate on you so much? What's she like in real life? Is she really like that in real life? And I'm like, listen, if you think... Or people will tweet, like, don't let Chelsea get you down right. or something. I'm like, are you out of your mind? Yeah. I'm on a television show. Yeah, I'm a I... comedian. I'm part of a cast of people. All I want is the crowd to laugh and the show to be hilarious. Yeah. Do you think my ego is so fragile? I'm like, she's like, oh, Ben, your joke is or not that great or that outfit is horrible. I'm right. like, going home crying? No, I know. If it gets I... a laugh, it's, that's why I'm there. It reminds me very much. I don't know if you listen to Howard Stern a lot. The, the, it reminds me very much of that show. Mm-hmm. You know, there's Howard and then there's that whole cast of characters that, you know, are, are work on that show as well, who are, are part of the show as much as, you know, as Howard is. And, and they're goofed on and they talk about what they did last night mm-hmm. and things they've done. And it's just, I think if you're a fan of our show and Chahan Howard Stern, you become, it becomes a thing you want to see that, you know? I think if it got to the point where we were just discussing the topics on the roundtable, right. it would be boring, right. I think. That's know? how it was for me for the first 
like 20, 30 times I did the show, I was just on like once every four or five weeks. Yeah. And I was one of the big stable of people that the show used to have even even bigger stable people. Right. I would just come on and make fun of stories and, and celebrities and stuff. Yeah. And you, you know, I'd be funny. I'd get invited back, but I wasn't like making a name. And then all of a sudden something clicked and I became a character on the show and right. someone Chelsea enjoyed making fun of and I got invited on so much more frequently. And... I'm like, why would I not want to be part of a family of people all talking shit to each other? Yeah, that's that's kind of the thing, and I think that's fun. You know, I mean, I I hope it is. I hope people enjoy watching that. And it's I so, do. Yeah, the only thing that the only thing that actually annoys me is when people then take what Chelsea says so seriously right. that they'll tweet to Chelsea, "Stop having that guy on your show. He's not funny. Clearly, you hate him." And yeah. it's like, clearly, she doesn't hate me. She right. has me on her show. Yeah, she's the decision yeah. maker. Of the and show. you do. It, I mean, you're really good at the roundtable because you, you you have your jokes and you also have that personal thing that you bring as well, which is you know it's a great. Some of you know, like uh, like Natasha, as great as Natasha is on the show, she doesn't really have a, a like a like the goofing rapport. She doesn't right. really do it to women. I, I don't know if you've noticed. Oh, it's she true. Doesn't really yeah. goof on the women as much as she does the guys. It's it's the guys who get it a lot more. I guess that's probably fair. It's probably payback for centuries of yeah, guys attacking right, women right, with perhaps, their acts. Yeah. So I think that that works. And so and so, how is fame? We're gonna move on to to you know world stories in a second. But how? How did fame live up to the expectations that you had when you were a kid in New York wanting to move out here for that or during those long well, years I mean, bartending? I, it, it's weird because, you know, as you know, I mean, we're not famous famous, but we are very recognizable right. because we're on TV in one way or another pretty much every night because right. the show's yeah. repeated so much. And if you're on, you know, it's a lot. Yeah. You're on a lot. Uh, so your face is just on TV. If you're just flipping through the channels, even if you don't watch Chelsea Irregular, you know my face. So I'm recognized all the time. Which is good. I don't mind it at all. It's great. So, but as far as like fame, it 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 didn't. It's not great. It's right. not bad. Like I don't mind it, but right. it wasn't. It's it wasn't. I'm glad I have it. I'm glad I have uh, some some money to go along with it. You know, which is nice. Mm -hmm. If I was famous, like a like a Big Brother person or something, you know, like a per, one right. of those reality shows where they don't make any money but right. yet they're famous, or like you know, Casey Anthony or like I'm not, you know what I mean. Not her, but. Somebody who's oh, I would famous. love I would love her level of fame. You know what I mean? Oh, but boy. she's like the most. She's everyone knows who she is. but yeah. she, she gets no benefit. Well, she from has to it. go in hiding because yeah, of it. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, totally. I I don't. I'm not quite at the same level that you are either because you've been on it so much more frequently right. and you have two shows and all this. And so the only one thing that's weird. I don't know if this sounds weird, but that I've noticed from just being somewhat recognizable is like you don't ever really know walking into a room anymore. Like the rest of your life, the way people look at you, if if it's if they know you from something or right. not. It, you, I, it's pretty I've much like forgotten go, what it's right? supposed yeah. to be like when you just walk into a room and someone like, like if a girl looks at me, I can never tell if she's interested in me or if she just recognizes right. me. You lose some. And some, it's probably she recognizes you, right? You son of a no, bitch. No, but I'm not saying, I mean, it's usually <laughs> the case. Like the other thing is, I, I mean, you probably do your comic too. You probably eat alone a lot when mm -hmm. you're on the road. Yeah. And, and then you'll, you'll see on your Twitter or something, people will be tweeting. They won't come up to you. But you'll leave the restaurant and then someone right. will tweet, just saw Chris Frangel at, you know, Applebee's or something yeah. in, in Detroit. So it's, there's always eyes on you. And I would imagine that's my level and your level. Right. I would imagine like a Chelsea or a Jennifer Aniston or something. I mean, they can't. Chelsea could can never oh, yeah. sit down and eat by herself anywhere. Yeah. And is that why you think she also like, like associates and hangs and becomes friendly with a lot of these other like big A-list stars because they just live in a different reality that's easier for them to relate to each other I, maybe it is i don't know you know it's just i just think those relations like isn't that just weird hollywood shit you know the fact that what did jennifer Anderson and chelsea know about each other you right. know they met two years ago right not <laughs> right. even you know and, and there's been you know they're both 
I don't know, Aunt Jennifer's like 40 and Chelsea's 37 or something. Like they've had their whole lives. So what what have they learned about each other in the last two years that they're the best friends? Right. Just, I think it's just weird Hollywood stuff, you know? What, that it's just like you just get it's like like magnetized towards each other? And I, just, I think so. I think that maybe Jennifer Aniston thinks it's cool to hang out with Chelsea Handler. Chelsea Handler thinks it's cool to hang out with Jennifer Aniston. So, mm. you know, now they hang out, you know? So 50 Cent thought it was cool to hang out with 50 Chelsea. 50 Cent was, was, yeah. I mean, it was, it's been some cool people at our house and stuff when we go to like, you know, over Chelsea's parties, that Super Bowl party and the Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. There's, there's fun people there. Yeah, yeah, I know? didn't get invited to either of those. That's good. Um, I can't believe you didn't get invited. To, you don't get invited to any of them? Like the, I mean, I used to get invited to like the like. I, the I get Super invited Bowl to like. one was. I the thing is, you don't really need. You don't, no, maybe I wasn't in town for Super Bowl one. I, got, I get invited to like, you know, Fourth of July and the holiday parties and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, the Super Bowl one was definitely like a comedy invite thing. That was, maybe I got yeah. invited to that one. I think I wasn't able to come. That was a good one. Whatever, you know, even if I wasn't, it's cool. I don't really want to be there. I, but the I other wasn't. thing is, like, you don't really get invited. You just show up. I don't really get invited either. I, I don't just, know about them. I'm not, yeah. I'm not working there every day. I don't right. see the yeah, thing hanging on top of the water cooler. I overhear Chelsea telling other people that it's going on. I just right. know, you know. I got a really weird one-time uh, thing of somebody tweeting at me um, after seeing me in public. I was, it was like the holiday season. I was buying all, all, these, all these Christmas Hanukkah gifts for my family. They're Hanukkah gifts. I like to call them Christmas yeah. gifts just so I could sound. Christmas is better than Hanukkah. It's totally it is, better, right? Totally better. Yeah, okay. And so I was returning. I bought some item and it, like, it had a, a flaw in it. So I skipped the whole long seasonal line of people waiting to buy their shit at like H&M or something just to say like, excuse me, I got like overcharged for this scarf or whatever. And someone tweets, I just saw Ben Glebe cutting the line. Uh, who does he think he is? So then I'm like, do I retweet? I'm, I retweet. I'm like, I wasn't cutting. I was just returning yeah. an item. You're not supposed to wait in line twice. That's not a... Being on TV thing. How much is a scarf? An H and M scarf is eight dollars. real? What were you looking to get back? There was some problem. I was charged twice. Yeah. I didn't want to charge pay for two scarves. Sure, I understand. And so then I responded. I'm like this person, and then I clicked on their profile and just four followers. So it would have been seen by nobody, yeah. and I made it now seen by thirty five thousand people. <laughs> I know it's so amazing. At the you know the people who have four followers and they're not great looking. They're like you're ugly on them, and then you look at their picture. And like, oh, you're gorgeous. <laughs> Uh, so world events. Um, there was a very interesting story I read this week in the Huffington Post, written by Dr. Mark Hyman, who I would can only hope is not a gynecologist. And he, the article was, "Why do we think nature-made foods are? Why do we think non-nature-made foods are okay for us?" And basically, it goes on to say that we've come to a place where we believe that we can feed our bodies industrial, nutrient-depleted food-like substances, empty of life, and be healthy. How do we come to believe that the food industry chemicals and processing could replace nature-made food? It went on to say that 100 years ago, all food was organic. It was local, it was seasonal, or maybe naturally preserved right. by ancient methods. And now, less than 3% of our agricultural land in this country is used to grow fruits and vegetables, which makes up, should make up 80% of our diet. They say there's not even enough fruits and vegetables in the country to allow Americans to follow the government guidelines to eat the five to nine servings per day. How do you eat? Are you a healthy eater? I'm a healthy-ish eater. Um, I'm not crazy. I'm not uh, organic or anything like that. You know, uh, yeah. But I I do my best not to be a fat slob. Yeah, but then you go in the club and play comedy because all they have for you is nachos and sour cream and fucking... But I, I do it. You know, I mean, I'm not above it. I, I I have to. There's no you have other. to. When you go out into the Midwest and stuff, dude, right. you don't have. There's no. The options are Applebee's and 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 uh, you know chilies. That's what you have. That's all you have. That's the healthy yeah. option. I know. 
Yeah. That's like you I get and the I salad. Went on the road together. We, you know, what are you what are you going to do? We, yeah, man, we tore up Columbia, Missouri, and yeah. they tore up our insides with and shitty the, food. I think it was Applebee's. Was it connected to the hotel? It was or in the hotel. Right? Yeah. yeah, we had seven meals yeah. at Applebee's. Yeah. You order a side salad, you think I'll be healthy? Eight pounds of shredded cheese on that And salad. the worst thing now is they put the calorie count on the menu of every place. I think I LA actually like York, that. At least. That's the but, only oh, thing I, that stops me from eating like an animal. Have you sometimes. ever gone to Cheesecake Factory and seen the calorie count? It ruined Cheesecake Really? I mean, it's ridiculous. Really? Yeah, it's unbelievable. And we're both like fairly skinny guys dealing with these issues. Right. Yeah. I know. I, it's no wonder. But I, the other thing is you were saying 100 years ago, everything was organic. And, uh, and, and grown from the earth. But people died when they were 46. I know. So, I do a whole bit about that. It's yeah. like we're supposed to eat organic, locally grown food now. Yeah. That's what we used to do. Right. And we did not live long. No. Maybe I mean, the now, secret to long life is high fructose corn syrup. It, isn't everyone living till, till 80 now? That's what I'm saying. Or, or something beyond that? Yeah, the average age is like 79 for men, 81 for the, women. I just read the other day in the paper, Clint Eastwood is 82 years old. He looks amazing. 82. He looks like he's 22 he years old. He makes four movies a year. I don't, I don't know how he does that yeah, shit. I'm 45 years old. I, I, I'm, I'm ready to retire. I'm done with this <laughs> shit. Um, the article also went on to say that like there are just horrible examples. Like A French fry has more than 20 ingredients, a fast food French fry. Almost all of them are not potato. And when a fast food hamburger contains very little meat, or when the average teenager consumes 34 teaspoons of sugar a day we're living in a food nightmare a sci-fi horror show the article says but what is what what's the nightmare the nightmare is they're unhealthy or diabetes or obesity yeah just that we're getting fat and obese and getting all kinds of heart disease and type 2 diabetes that's starting up and kids are getting all these diseases earlier i really only share that last part about us being in a sci-fi nightmare to remind everybody listening i have a series airing on sci-fi insane or inspired friday nights is that, did, Central. That, did that start airing? It started airing, yeah. We just aired our third episode, and we just got picked up for more episodes. What is that? What do what you just comment on videos? How yeah, basically, it's just people doing insane, stupid, crazy shit, and then we comment on it. It's, it's a standard format what do you show. Mean, like YouTube video? You just look at YouTube videos? Yeah, it's YouTube videos, a lot of them, or just like yeah. weird extreme sports sites or weird backyard inventions. Just or, like kids breaking their legs and yeah, stuff. Yeah, homegrown superheroes shit. Yeah. and shit. It's crazy shit. But the show's pretty funny. Really? I'll have to check it out. Sci-Fi Network? Sci-Fi. Insane or inspired. Friday's at 10 o'clock. Obama says the private sector is doing fine. It's created a big firestorm. You don't want to say anything positive. He came under fire from Republicans this week for saying on Friday, quote, the private sector is doing fine during a press conference on the economy. He later had to clarify. He's like, no, 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 it's not doing fine. The economy's not doing fine. He was just trying to say that the public sector is where most of the job losses are coming, and that's why... Uh, the private sector is less of an urgent issue. Well, Romney and, and the Republicans jumped on that shit like right. a freight train. And they're saying he's so out of touch, putting on new commercials, saying he's the most out of touch president we've ever had. All this bullshit. Um, and then Romney steps into his own gaffe by saying, because also the results of Governor Walker in Wisconsin's recall election, he survived it. He's still yeah. the union busting hater of people's rights. And it got re- got reelected he survived the recall election and romney says obama clearly is misinterpreting the whole meaning of that election in wisconsin he says obama thinks we need more firemen policemen and teachers and he's reading that wrong we need smaller government so then even scott walker went on face the nation on sunday and said uh by big government i don't mean essential services <laughs> yeah like police fire and teachers so I guess on the, 
Where do you lie on that, Chris? Do you are you in support of? I believe what Barack Obama said. I believe now. I could be wrong, and I travel all the time, and I I think for the most part, people are kind of doing fine. I think this gloom and doom world, and I you know, like I said, there are people out there who are struggling. I understand that, but we're American struggling. You know what I mean? These right. every one of those people who are struggling have a sixty-five inch flat screen television. They drive a fancy car. You know, there's. I don't I, know if that's true. Not really. Ev- not everybody's. I don't even have a sixty-five inch flat screen. Look well, at this box I, piece I of know. shit. I mean, Although I'm getting awful. one delivered tomorrow. I don't know where you got. Why you still have that television? It's called it's it's the JVC iArt TV. I tried to sell it on on Craigslist yesterday. No, nobody. You can't give those. I away. offered sixty dollars yeah. or best offer. Could not give no, it away. Nobody will even. It's I got think, a very crisp picture. I don't think Goodwill will even take those. Yeah, they really know, won't. Really? Yeah. You know it's what's amazing. funny about it too is in the last six or seven months, everybody must have plasma uh, sized TVs now that I can't even see scores on sporting events anymore. It's out of frame. Oh shit! That's the funny. score is to the right of you the know frame. What I, I, what I, I'm always intrigued by is where did all those TVs go? You know, <laughs> there, it question. wasn't many years ago that we all had that. That's and, a good question. And so you got to figure how many of those were there. There were billions and billions of those. Where are they? <laughs> are they? Are they? Where did they go? Did you? Did you? Is that something you can crush? I'm pretty so sure Mitt gone? Romney. Uh, is using most of them to create his army of robot volunteers. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Now he's got my vote. I didn't realize he had robots. Oh, he's excellent with robot. He's, he's, he's part robot, and he's excellent at crafting robots to work steadfastly for his cause. Uh, this is another thing that's going to sound horrible, but all that stuff you just read, I don't really feel like my life is really adversely affected by politics. I really don't. I... You know, I, 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 I do, I vote, I, I, I try to stay in touch with politics, but is it really affecting my life on a daily basis? It's not. Well, I, for instance, the, the whole uh, health care thing that, that Obama passed recently, years ago, that they're trying to overturn or whether right. it passed or not, I yeah. don't really know. I still don't see that, that I get free health care. Well, it hasn't enacted. Most of it so, hasn't but how, enacted. But that was two years ago I heard. Yeah, that but it was supposed to be not, not taking effect until 2014 is when most of the provisions take effect. Right. So and it's uh, not free health care. It's just that you have to have health care. You, you have, have to pay for so it. So it's like car insurance. It's like car insurance. They're mandating it. And, and the Supreme Court is – they already saw the case about whether they're going to overturn it or not. They're deciding whether it's unconstitutional. and But they're not going to announce the results till July, and I don't know why. So now a homeless guy goes into the emergency room. He obviously can't pay for it. Who pays for that? That's exactly why the the – Democrats argued that you need to pass health care reform is exactly because of that. Right now, anybody without insurance, illegals, homeless people, right. just people just don't want to pay for it, get emergencies. They go to, to the emergency room, and everybody else pays for it. It raises our premiums. Right. Everybody who does have insurance gets jacked up rates, and we all f- foot the bill. So, so while the Republicans are trying to argue that it's unconstitutional to force people to pay for a service— uh-huh. They're saying, the Democrats are saying, we already are being forced to pay for it by freeloaders who are taking advantage of it, so we have to actually make them pay for it just to be fair. Yeah. And so we'll see how the slightly Republican, slightly conservative-leaning uh, Supreme Court ends up Now, you're obviously more political, uh, politically active than I am. Do you feel your life is ver- affected? Like, I, I, listen, I, I've, I've lived through, you know, how many, however many presidents at this point, 10, yeah. maybe. And has anything really changed? Other than, like, I think, like, the private, like, like uh, Apple has done more for the world than any president ever has. You know what I mean? Well, that's true. But but I think that what, what governments can, well, I don't even know if that's true because, I mean, 
the U.S. government and the Allied forces stopped World War II, there wouldn't have been an apple if we didn't come in and oh, make well, sure okay, Hitler was, yeah. So things I mean, like that. So for major then. war. I was saying when I was born, ben. Okay. But <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. But even just in the context of our own lives, like, yeah, maybe not every foreign policy thing matters to us immediately, but it ends up coming back around. The policies that we have end up with blowback affecting us. 9-11 was not just some random terrorist attack. It right. was an attack because they were very mad at our policies in Saudi Arabia and in other well, countries. Well, I got news for you. As a child, I lived in Saudi Arabia. Really? Uh, yes. My father was a contractor for no many shit. years. In 1975 and 76, I lived in Saudi Arabia. What was that like? It was an... Uh, I, I was too young to even get it because to me it was just a desert that was fun to run around in. <laughs> but I remember my father constantly coming home and going, this is a God-forsaken desert, which it was. I mean, uh, there was just so much wealth and then so much poverty on the same block. Right. You know, there were billion and billionaires, yeah, and people living in boxes. Uh, I remember that. I remember it was horribly hot. I remember... I remember vividly order getting meat from like a meat market in the street and the meat was covered in flies oh. on the street and you would order your piece of meat and the guy would hit the meat with a stick, flies would all fly off, he'd cut your meat off and that was your meat. And I remember thinking, get me back to 7-Eleven and America and or all that. Or store your fucking meat inside. But this is, that's the way some of these countries, they're... Like we take, How fast they have to sell that slab of meat the next like three minutes until right, it goes right. bad? I, that was another time we bought... There was rabbits, live rabbits, and, and that was what you could buy. You could literally pick your food from the... There was a goat, and you'd say... Uh, we, and they would kill the goat, and then they would cut your meat off, the goat. What? And the guy took a rabbit... You would he would pay, take the little rabbit like a rabbit you would have as a pet as yeah. an American as a, as a you know a person who was not a savage and you would <laughs> and they would take the rabbit and smash its head on a block and then they would skin it and In that would be your yeah it, it's amazing angel. exactly so I mean you couldn't do that shit here Jesus and that's when I was like America as much as you as horrible as people say it is and as infidels as we are I will take it over over most of the places I've been. But then you look at even things that our government does, the story we just talked about, about the food being shitty. That's government fault. That's government's fault. Lobbies get to go in there and say, oh, Monsanto is this corn lobby that says, sorry, we're going we're gonna to make sure that we have patents on a certain kind of horrible for you corn seed that then makes everybody fat and you can't unregulate it and you can't – or you can't regulate it to make sure we stop doing that. That makes our kids fat. We get disease. It's going to have a long-term consequence. And even just an unemployment rate of 8.2%. Those eight, one one almost 10 people in the country does not have a job and can't find it. Yeah. And then is therefore not coming to our comedy shows and not supporting the I, things uh, that well, we need. Well, on that, I, but that's, that's, that's the world. That's everyone giving the jobs away. And you know what? I don't, I mean, that's nobody buying American. You know, the funny thing is you go to the, the, my parking garage in my building. The, I'm, the, I'm the only guy who drives a Cadillac. There's not an American car in that entire garage. And so they, I mean, the people, and these are the first people who bitch, you know, America, yeah. America, but you bought a German car. I mean, you're not, you buy an American car, the guy yeah. who makes it goes to your, you buys your shit, goes right. to your comedy show, and it's, you know, circle yeah, you need life, a little kind of, you know, wheels of commerce, whatever you want right. to call it. Absolutely. Elton John's singing. He's there ready go. to go. That's right. That's right. So, you know, I mean, yeah. how much can you bitch when you drive a BMW? Right. I know and some of them are made in America now, too, but. Yeah, but that's and that's the thing too. Obama pretty much with his with his fast moves saved the car industry. And Romney says that he he would have let them go bankrupt. He wouldn't have given them the stimulus money. And then now he's trying to claim credit for having saved right. the auto yeah. industry. It's ridiculous. Clinton also got in trouble this week. Politico reported um, last week. I told you that he went on the news and said that 
Obama shouldn't attack Romney's business record that was stellar. Now he goes on CNBC and said that he supports the extension of George W. Bush's tax cuts, which is a major break from Obama's position. On this interview, he said that temporarily extending the Bush tax cuts is, quote, it's probably the best thing to do right now, jumpstart the economy. It's an excellent. That is pretty good. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, Thank you for that. cutting out. I didn't have to compliment on my own thing. I started and then you finished. Yeah, no, I, I, I it. it was a good one. I mean, Thank not you. everybody could do a Bill Clinton. No, it was pretty good. It's not. It's not. It's not. Yeah. It's not Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. impression. Right. And uh, he added that the Republicans wanted to be permanent, which he does not think should happen. But the Obama administration was sitting there with egg on their face the second time in a week that Bill Clinton goes That's on the TV. Second time you said egg on your face. In Is this, it really? Yes, you said it in the beginning of the show with regards to what topic. You said uh, if the the end of if the world doesn't end, I will have egg on my face. Oh, I did. Yeah, that's a good memory right there. And I, I when did, where does that term come? Where is that from? Egg on my face. I hear people, a lot of people say that. I don't know where. It probably it came from early stand-up comedians having eggs thrown in their faces. Actually, eggs on their faces. Yeah, have you ever had an egg oh, on your face? Like, it feels like, horrible. Like people would throw like a raw egg and it would crack and it's like if you had a, a bad set, people would throw to raw. Well, I guess tomatoes more what like you would hear days. about. Yeah, right, maybe it does come from that. All right. Maybe it was anyway. in Saudi Arabia. You go and you throw eggs in people's faces to choose your. It, breakfast. I don't even think they had eggs there. Such a <laughs> yeah, they killed all the cows earlier. Off. Yeah, and it's a bad strategy because you don't wait for the eggs. Well, yeah. cows don't lay eggs, do they? That's chickens. chickens cows give eggs. birth to live yeah. cows, which I cows. only know from City Slickers too. That's right. Or yes. City Slickers one. Which well, one? no, they they birthed a, ca- a cow in City Slickers one. Oh right. Bruno Kirby, Daniel Stern, and Billy Crystal. And Billy uh, Crystal lose his watch yes. up inside the yes, that's cow's right. vagina. Correct. Correct. I mean, it's a beautiful film. It is a great movie. I think it's one of those ones that I've watched it again. It probably sucks, but and so then Bill Clinton apologized and said, "I'm very, very sorry for what happened." Um, he thought it had something to do with there being a fiscal cliff before the election, but apparently nothing has to be done till after the first of the year. So he thinks that they should not extend the Bush tax cuts. Um, I think basically he knew it and he just said something bad and he felt bad about it. I think Clinton loves attention. He can't not get the attention. Oh, Clinton loves attention. But doesn't everyone love kind of Clinton now too? We've forgotten about all the other, the bad, when you get out, when you leave office, everyone forgets the bad stuff and you become some sort of, like Jimmy Carter did and, and Bill Clinton did, you become some sort of hero. Yeah, but it's also the the seeing how much worse it can get in the 12 years since. It's like, right. oh, he just got a blowjob and the country was prospering. Now it's like, but isn't it just uh, terrorist attacks and depression and recession and don't war? You feel and, it's just a roulette wheel. Like you get, like the country, in 12 years, it will be perfect again, regardless of. I, I think. I, hope. I think. I mean, uh, not necessarily, though, man, because I mean, empires do decline. There's a lot of signs that our empire is declining. Oh. I just hope it ha- I just hope I'm dead by the time it does. I don't want it to be, you know, whatever. What if it happens in the next seven years, dude? What if the Eurozone collapses, our economy collapses, and it's literally chaos, and God forbid another terrorist attack happens, and all of a sudden there literally is like martial on the streets, and the unemployment rate jumps to 25%, 30%, and we're fucking done. It sounds like every James Cameron movie I've seen, you know, like Term- that's like yeah. Terminator, right? Can you the imagine how depressing the roundtable topics will be? <laughs> <laughs> God, I hope I'm not still on the roundtable. In, in the soup line the again world. today, someone's shoelaces yeah. were stolen. Joe uh, well, if like, I'm still on the round table and the world's ending, I'm fine with that. At least I'm still on the round table. <laughs> and Joe Coy is yeah. like, I know the world's ending, but my mom's like, the world is ending, yeah. Joseph. <laughs> Joe, Joe somehow finds a way to do a Filipino accent <laughs> you know, for the world to end. Oprah and 50 Cent's feud finally over. 
Oh, did they have a feud going? Oh, a six-year feud. Huffington Post reported this. Is that right? Yeah, big feud. Apparently, Oprah was had a big issue with uh, the use of the N-word in oh, rap. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And then 50 Cent wasn't having that. And then also, um, she said some bad things about about his songs in particular. He responded by naming his bitch dog Oprah. And then Oprah, in this interview, on Oprah's next chapter on her own network, which is failing horribly, said, um, that was not a compliment. She told Curtis 50 Cent Jackson, I heard you had a bitch named Oprah. So Oprah said bitch, too, is another part of the story. Uh, uh, yeah, but in a, a female dog type way, right? Yes. Yeah. But from, um, yeah from I your, like Oprah. I really do. I, 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 I like her a lot. Yeah, I guess 50 Cent had have. said that she was creating programming that only her only old white grandmothers would watch. That's not true. I don't think it's true. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Oprah, and I still like Oprah. I think Oprah's pretty genuine. I think so, I, too. I think her becoming like the... I was working at a restaurant years ago down the street here in Sunset, and Oprah, they had a... Uh, Halle Berry had her Oscar party there pre before she won. It's like the night before the Oscars. She had this huge party at the restaurant, and everybody... Cocky move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was a pretty cocky move. She wound up winning, so yeah. it, it worked. This is when she was married to that Eric, that character who like cheated Eric on Benet, her. Eric sex addict, Eric Benet. Sex addict. Sex addict. And after he, and everyone becomes sex addict after they get caught. Yes, you know? exactly. Yeah, before and, that. He and you're a sex who, addict. You're married to Halle Berry. That's like being a baseball addict and winning the World Series. Yeah, you don't right. fucking also go play Little League. Laid. Yeah. But I, see, that's the amazing thing. Halle Berry's hot as Halle Berry, especially back then. She was, I mean, unbelievable. And this guy was still tired of fuck. So eventually, oh. it's just no matter who it is, you're like, oh, again with this? That's why, that's why sometimes I legitimately think bisexual partner is, is the answer. You mean, what do you mean? Like she fuck- If your wife was bisexual, you'd both be able to bring in other women. You both want other women. It would always remain fresh, and it wouldn't be breaking the bonds of your marriage. But then it would be some sort of um, that, that Woody Harrelson, Demi Moore movie where you think it would work, and then you get jealous of it or something. What was that called? Indecent Robert Proposal. Redford. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, if you could throw in a million dollars on my scenario, yeah. it's even better. And Robert Redford. Come on. Right? Yeah. You can't do any better but than anyway, that. But anyway, what I was saying was Oprah came to the party, to yeah. Halle Berry's party, and when she got up to leave, she went around and thanked every waiter in the place, everybody, and went in the kitchen and thanked like the busboy. That's a little shook much. Their hands. That's a little much. It was amazing. <laughs> That's you know, cool. yeah. I mean, she, 45 minutes later, she was still shaking a bunch of <laughs> Guatemalan, illegal Guatemalan's hands in the back. But, <laughs> Giving them 50s. Yeah. It was, but it was pretty nice. That's very it. nice. That's yeah. cool. I was at a wedding with her once. Really? She wasn't my. That wasn't her date. I Whose just was wedding there. Did you go to the Oprah? Was in the same wedding. My friend Cat Reitman's wedding. Oprah Winfrey was there. Oh, is that like an Ivan Reitman person? Uh, yeah, her. Yeah, Ivan Reitman's daughter, Cat. I did the show, the Real Wedding Crashers, with her on on. You know, he's a big NBC. Chelsea Lately fan. Yeah, I know yeah. that. It was so funny at the wedding. His right? wife, like, she used to sit in the audience like once a week. Really? Yeah. Yeah. At the wedding, I went up and I congratulated him on his daughter's wedding. He's like, dude, the other day. Very funny round table. I'm like, yeah. what? Ivan Reitman's watching this? And then where's my interviews? Where's my audition coming off of that? I'll tell you about this. <laughs> Even the, uh, Joe Mangeliello, the guy from True Blood, that handsome tall dude on True yeah. Blood, right? plays a wolf, whatever. Yeah. Uh, he was on last week. I think it's going to air. And we we taped, pre, pre-taped. It's going to air right. in, in a couple weeks. But anyway, and he said he's in this new Steven Soderbergh movie about the strippers or whatever with Matthew McConaughey. If you know oh, yeah, called. yeah. Magic Mike or Magic whatever. Mike, yeah. Right. Steven Soderbergh. And he said the, uh, the, how he got the part was he was on Chelsea Lately. Steven Soderbergh watched Chelsea Lately and what? called him saying, I saw you on Chelsea Lately last night. I'd really like to have you in this film. And so he tells Chelsea the story. And so like, so Steven Soderbergh watches the movie? What? And none of us, you and I, when does have this happen to us? Times, and we've never got well, Guy Brown wound up getting yeah, a part. Yeah, Guy got the yeah. part in Ivan Reitman's in Ivan movie, movie yeah. No Strings Attached with it. Natalie Portman. He wrote it with Guy in mind. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So 
And then Guy quit the show. He's like, I'm a big star now. And then wanted to, what was the deal? Well, there was some other stuff going on behind the scenes. But but he ultimately thought this was his launching point to uh, bigger and better things. But yeah, that's the only thing. As much as I want my Twitter following to explode, at Ben Glebe, at Chris Frangiola. Yes. And I like that they now plug our our Twitter. But I kind of miss when it used to say Ben Glebe. On the Chiron on the screen, Ben Glebe, actor, comedian. Did it really say that? Yeah. I don't even, oh God, that's a It would time. say comedian for most of us, but then you could somehow also had actor, comedian. Do you have actor, comedian? Yeah, and then for a while they made it just comedian. I'm like, please put it back to actor, comedian. Because I want people seeing this saying, at, seeing actor and thinking, oh. I forgot about the real wedding. Oh, crashes. yeah. You've done some, you've done some, nice, I, I used to know the girl, Erin Ross. Do you know that girl? She was like the girl in the beginning who danced in the wedding dress or something. Oh, yeah, Aaron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. a bartender at down the street. Oh, uh, Jones, right? Jones, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ran into her there. Years. She's a sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah, I have a, actually have a big movie coming out in a month. You tell me this all the time. Every time I see you. I do. You tell me I have a big movie coming this out. It's never been true until now. <laughs> <laughs> Ice Age 4, man. What? Oh, Ice Age 4, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah I'm yeah, not like my face that. isn't in it, but yeah. I'm a character in the movie. That's great. Yeah. Ice Pretty Age, legit. That's huge. One of the biggest film franchises in history. 3D. I get to be a cartoon, and, yeah. yeah. Wow. John Leguizamo, I play Marshall. I have a name and everything. That's like the one of the little weasels? Or, or like what are I'm those? a sloth. A sloth. Oh, that's yeah. right. Okay, good. Good for you. That's great. I play John Leguizamo's brother. Oh, so you're getting... I mean, you're, what are you bitching I'm about? Doing all, I'm not bitching about you, anything. You're bitching about taxes and the government and the world. You're doing fine. Let me tell you something. I'm not, I'm not rolling in any kind of money, dude. None of these I, things are paying me big money. But you, 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 you're surviving. I'm surviving. You're yeah, not, but is that the goal in life to survive? You're not working at, uh, you know, at Seven Eleven or, or, or at, you know, night shift at, at, at some McDonald's or something. No, the podcast will be done in, in you know, thirty, forty minutes. I'm gonna have to go to my night shift at McDonald's. Oh, you're really? You're working? Yeah, I'm working at McDonald's. Are, yeah, and we have a new promotion. The dollar menu's expanding. So is that right? Where are you putting difficult. on it now? Oh, there's many more things. Is you that can right? get now four nuggets for a dollar. Four? Mm-hmm. They're trying a thing: three hamburgers for a dollar. That, you, you, are you kidding? I'm totally fucking kidding. Oh, really? <laughs> I was really. I have not been in a McDonald's in a long, long time. Do you really think I, I was working at McDonald's lately? No, I didn't think you, you were working there, but I thought you, you thought I had extensive dollar cent. menu. I thought that I, that, you, that sounded like it could be conceivable. <laughs> um, speaking of foreign things that do don't matter in your eyes, and maybe they do, maybe they don't. Does Al Qaeda matter? Because our our drone strike, a drone strike in Pakistan, just killed Al Qaeda's number two man. Over the weekend, but how many number twos? Are a they lot kill? of fucking number this twos. Number two. Uh, I know. There's more number twos. Yeah, this one is Abu Yaha Alibi. I never heard his name as the number two until we killed him. I think we just killed guys. Then we're like, he was the number two. What's his name? Abu what? Abu Yah. Yaya Alibi. That's a terrible name for terrorist Yaya. He's like, his like favorite comedian. band is the Yaya Yaz. Yeah. That is not a great name. But he was killed in a drone strike, and apparently Pakistan is again pissed that we're sending drones over there, and we're pissed at them because we keep on trying to trust them as our, as our allies. But they and keep they, hiding. They keep hiding terrorists. Yeah. And Le, uh, Leon Panetta, our defense secretary, just used the most strong language that's been used so far to describe um, our frustration with them. He said, quote, we're reaching the limits of patience as far as Pakistan is concerned. So that's strong language. What does that mean? We well, just- I think it means we're close to, well, it's, it's an absurd thing because, you know, and they recently jailed the doctor that helped us catch bin Laden for 33 years, sentenced him to jail. That pissed us off. So, and we're still giving these guys funding every year. We're giving right. them billions of dollars in aid. What, what, why did they just jail the guy? What doctor was that? They said Conrad that it was Murray? treason. Dr. Conrad Murray? Yeah. He, he, he yeah. kept giving bin Laden propofol, telling him, <laughs> you look great. Yeah. Go on tour. Yeah. And bin Laden yeah. kept being like, are you sure? 
Just go, go. I'm not certain I have the strength. Oh, remember that day? Remember when he died? When Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson died? Oh, yeah. That was the day we taped the comedian Chelsea Lilly downtown. And oh, we were really? driving to the show, and we hear Michael Jackson died. No and shit. In a, in a lot, in our promo packages, before we went on stage, they showed like a bunch of our greatest hits from the roundtable, and a bunch of us had Michael Jackson jokes in, in huh. a, because, they, you know. No shit. It was open season back then, and we had to immediately like re-edit last minute everyone's oh, shit. Uh, Michael Jackson jokes out. Anyway, go back to no, the, that, Leon Panetta and 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 uh, and Pakistan. That's a real problem that I didn't have to encounter because I was not in that special. You were not in that special, and no, weirdly enough, you, if we had that special today, you would probably be would be. I know because the Squaws were in it. Whitney coming. I mean, there's people. Well, yeah. Whitney's still a big part of the show, but uh, like the Squaw, and there was even some other people that were, were not part of the show anymore really. listen i'm just happy to be there all right i'm just happy to be there i have no complaints right yeah i always say that about you i mean you're one of the guys who plays it right thanks you know man. you you do it right right over there at chelsea lately anyway back to pakistan back back to pakistan so panetta said it's difficult to achieve peace in afghanistan as long as there is a safe haven for terrorists in that country and that's strong words to actually directly say they are a safe haven for the people who are trying to kill us it's it's been pussyfooted around a lot but Leon Panetta, if he doesn't start saying things like this, he will, of course, at some point, have an egg on his face. Now, I'm angry <laughs> for more egg on somebody's face. That's right. You know what I think would solve all the problems, it seems? Napkins, from what you... Uh... <laughs> or less chickens. Yeah, right. One of exactly. the two. Um, a court rejected the appeal of Prop 8, the Daily Beast reported, the Ninth what is Circuit. A, what, sorry. Yeah. What is a drone? Is it just it's a, an, an unmanned plane? And it just goes and shoots, or it has a, it's a bomb? No, it goes I mean, it and drops little itself. bombs. No, it just drops little bombs, and then it comes back. But how does it know to go? Where does it know to go? Well, it's so, not like a genius machine. It's, yeah. it's controlled by remote control from a guy in an office somewhere, in a military office, literally on, on a GPS system. So it's almost like it. a jazzed up Roomba. You know, those things it that, totally is. Yeah, that you let vacuum your house. When oh, you're it not totally there. is. Yeah. yeah. And when it bangs like, into the wall, it drops more bombs. That's amazing. It's really dangerous. I, yeah. When are one of those things going to fuck up? And well, they probably have. Right? They have. They I mean, in bomb. in this one, that was part of the issue. That apparently, like Pakistan's claiming fifteen civilians were killed, and we're saying it was only two civilians who were slightly injured. I don't know how we know that shit. Nor do I know how we know that because when we killed this Al Qaeda number two guy, they said that American government said, "Oh, it's going to be very hard for them to replace this guy because he was excellent at tactically organizing things, even better than Bin Laden was." How do we know that much detail? Yeah, don't know where the fuck they are. Let me see. Don't you think the government and that kind of stuff, that world, when you get into that, you know, espion and all that kind of shit that's going on right, right there, don't you think it's like sausage? It. I don't want to know how it's made. I don't, that's not, I'm not going to fix that. I will eat it. I'm glad it's, it's happening, but I don't want to know how it's happening. I don't think that. Really? I don't. Really? I mean, that's why I started this podcast was specifically because I think it's really annoying that that we aren't there's so much subterfuge and lies and bullshit that our government tries to pull off right and i think that the only and the media does not hold them to account they literally are just corporate pawns and go with whatever talking points the corporations send out and the government sends right. out so i think it's important to try to make sense of all of it but okay i agree with you but You'll just you're just banging your head against the wall. Are you ever really going to change anything? You can, you can, because you can point stuff out that I think then informs a lot of people, and it creates a domino effect where maybe one day you do affect one big government policy change. Like, for example, one of the things we were talking about a lot in the podcast, and a lot tons of people were right. in the news, was like when they were trying to pass SOPA and PIPA to censor the internet. 
And we spoke out, and we're all saying, don't do that shit. We need to keep right. a free internet. It's the only hope for humanity to like get past all this corporate bullshit. And they didn't pass it. Yeah. So maybe it'll come back in the future. But for the time being, that was a little victory that I think meant a lot. Yeah, but that's hardly you know military drones. Yeah, but that's fine. But I think we should be taking out Al-Qaeda al- members. I mean, it, right. it's all a gray area. It sucks to have c- civilians die, too. I mean, and that's where it's hard, too. Like, I feel like having... Having just such strong nationalism hurts the case. We talked about that a few weeks too, a few weeks ago too. What do you mean nationalism? Like I just think pride and yeah, caring about your country because you happen to be born within certain borders. Right. It should really be like a planetary care, trying to take care of everybody. Oh, I agree with that. And that's what the internet has a chance, I think, to help is like to if we all communicate openly and call out hypocrisies and call out right. times when governments are. Just serving their own self-interest instead of the greater good. I remember watching some sort of documentary. I think it might have maybe it was a Michael Moore movie. I'm not sure, but he was just showing like daily life in Iraq and stuff. We, you know what mm. we see is just war. And it was he showed it was Fahrenheit nine eleven. Yeah, and was people getting haircuts and I remember kids was playing like, in there was like a set. kid with a Britney Spears poster in his room. And right. Like, oh, so I mean, outside of. Um, you know, the war, I mean, the regular people, you get haircuts there, too. They do he the same to, shit we do. He had to eat that Britney Spears poster for three weeks of meals. Did he? Mm-hmm. Son of a bitch. They didn't, they I didn't, didn't realize report that, that part. Yeah. It's a fact. Well, he could have had the fucking rabbit that I had. <laughs> yeah, that would have been scarring. You'd yeah. been like, please hit me, baby, one more time. Uh, so the court rejected the, pro- uh, the the appeal of Prop 8, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals on Tuesday, rejected an appeal to revisit a case that struck down California's Prop 8, the law that banned gay marriage in California. Um, and this clears the way for the case to be appealed all the way to the Supreme Court, where gay marriage opponents hope the conservative Supreme Court um, would rule in their favor and say that you can indeed protect marriage. Um, in Boston last week, they ruled that uh, the Defense of Marriage Act, DOMA, was unconstitutional because it denied marriage rights to same-sex couples in a state where gay marriage is legal. Right. But so far, the courts have declined to rule more broadly on whether marriage itself is a fundamental right for all people, including gay people. Now, this is something I feel strongly about. Tell me. Uh, I, what, what is your opposition to gay marriage? Not you, personally, but right. people who are opposed to it. What is the opposition? Uh, I, don't, I just don't get it. Why, let them, what's the problem if yeah, a gay you know, person is married? I don't get it, but I actually personally evolved in this issue myself, too, because I didn't get it at first, either. I... I obviously always have been in support of equal rights for people, but then when that issue became a very prominent issue, I don't remember when it first, you know, right. really strongly popped up 10 years ago and I was, you know, a college kid or whatever. I thought, yeah, I think they should have individual rights, but shouldn't an unborn baby have the right to to grow up in a traditional family? No. In a, in a <laughs> no, fuck that unborn baby. Uh, and honestly... I think your chances of you having a, 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 a good life are as maybe even better with two. I mean, at least it's a loving. I mean, maybe right. it could be shitty, too. I don't know. But it seems like uh, uh, life could turn out shitty regardless if exactly. your parents right. are a man or a woman or two men or two women. You know, that's and that's the point that, that, that doesn't that was make you a bad or good me. parent. Yeah, I was still stuck in the paradigm of looking at, at things as like, oh, traditionally, this is how the world is supposed to be. When I realized, in fact, if being gay is natural, which it is, and something that occurs in nature and these right. people aren't choosing to be gay, then obviously that is something that's as fair and as acceptable as being straight. And you're right. There's so many 
abusive homes, horrible homes, bad, broken marriages, right. single parents. So somebody should be allowed to have a kid with no money by themselves, but two loving parents shouldn't be able to. That yeah. made no sense. So my view on that issue evolved as the years went on. So where is it now? I think they should not be allowed to marry. I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> I'm fully in support of it. Fully in support of gay yeah. marriage. I'm fully in support of it, except when they block the streets that I try to drive down, you know, when they have the rallies. That is like, true. I think they should have like a lane for the people who support them, you know, like almost like an HOV lane. True. For, for uh, hey, you, we're with you. Let us yeah. drive past. I have a bit of my act about how if gay people want to get their rights faster, maybe every time they march for their rights, it shouldn't be the gayest parade in history. Oh, I know. Yeah. Like dildos swinging around and sex swings and nipple castles. Pedro, Pedro, leave the angel wings at home, okay? We're trying to actually be taken seriously. (laughs) Exactly. I think that's so funny. Um, But yeah, I think it gets to a point where you really need to finally realize that the world is evolving. People's consciousness is evolving. You need to get on the right side of history. And the Republicans are holding tight. I mean, don't you think, uh, like, in, in 10 years from now, the ranting about gay marriage and all this will look like the people who said, you know, black people need to drink out of another water, a different water. Absolutely. It will be. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So on a similar issue of just being on the right side of history and getting things back, you know, fair between all people, um, the center Republicans this week blocked a, a, uh, fairness in pay act, the pay equity act for the second year in a row, the New York times reported this. Um, they blocked the paycheck fairness act, um, and it was pushed hard by Obama and by Democrats, and it would have just required companies to prove why women are still making less than their male counterparts. They currently make 77 cents for every dollar men make, and it's even lower number for Hispanic and, and black women. Um, and the Republicans introduced their own version of the bill, which does not allow the government to collect salary information to monitor the pay discrimination, basically take all the teeth out of the bill. Wow. So, I mean, should the government in your opinion, institutionally go in and force change on these things? Or are some of these things just as we evolve and as time progresses? I'm actually shocked that that's still the case. I work with nothing but powerful, strong Yeah, Chelsea's women. making more than most men. No, but, <laughs> but honestly, the, the Forbes magazine, uh, Most Powerful People Entertainment Sandwich, just came out. Uh, the top 10, eight of them were women. Really? Yes, eight. Well, that's a shift. Yeah. Well, Hollywood, I guess, has always been a little more progressive and ahead of the tide right. on that. <clears throat> which i mean that's that's a whole over here and uh so i guess in like the, the real world maybe that's the case people uh yeah i mean i'd rather work with women honestly i really would me too i mean it's distracting for me sometimes but that's not yeah. their fault yeah but i'm not you know that, like i'm thinking I'm, i wouldn't work with the hot women like at a ups or something that's that. a good idea yeah. work with strange looking women who wear shorts yeah, awkwardly right 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 that's a good move and then like as far as like latinos and, and black women getting paid less i mean Anytime I call customer service and Laquisha answers, I'm like, oh, shit, this isn't going to be easy, you know? So, uh, <laughs> so, so it's a little more So difficult. you're in favor of so that. It's a little more difficult when Laquisha picks up, you know? It's, it, if it, when it's Susan on the other end, it's, uh, it seems, to, seems things to uh, run a little more smoothly for me. Oh, my God. Maybe it's your hostility towards that, It her. could very well be. Sleeping yeah. through the phone. Yeah. Uh, pot's getting closer to becoming legal, Huffington Post reports. Lawmakers from Rhode Island to Colorado are mulling medical marijuana programs, dispensaries, and decriminalizing and perhaps even legalization. Right now, 17 states and Washington, D.C. authorize it for medical marijuana, and 14 states, including Connecticut and Massachusetts right near D.C., have rolled back criminal penalties for possession of small amounts of pot. Rhode Island is about to become the 15th state most likely to decriminalize marijuana possession to just $150 civil fine 
and the cops confiscate your marijuana for obvious reasons. Wouldn't that be... I don't smoke weed. You do, right? Yeah, you, I don't understand your stance on this. Yeah, I, I, my stance on this is let him legalize. I, have, I wish it was legalized. What, why not? Yeah, it's provably in every category less harmful, less dangerous than alcohol. Right. Causes less deaths. 37,000 deaths a year yeah. from alcohol abuse. None right. from weed. Right. Ever. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's even far less harmful than plenty of legal prescribed medications so that what kids is, are on. So is it just a government thing that like they because they make money off getting it from Mexico or wherever it comes from? Well, no. I mean, the government would make a lot of money by taxing weed. Yeah. And they, for whatever reason, are just it's just it's just another conservative principle they say it should not be it's a gateway drug they think it leads to harder drugs which i even said on chelsea one time it's such a horrible argument yeah everything is a gateway to everything birth is a gateway to death good point you know See? just i don't think you can yeah. punish the cause of something that leads to something else punish the actual thing you're against not something that leads to i've it. also heard the, the theory that if they legalize it, then people will start smoking weed. I don't smoke weed. If they legalize it, I still wouldn't smoke yeah. weed. Yeah, and I think I it'll do. lose some of the luster for people who think it's yeah. fun to do illegal drugs. You're right. And it'll probably raise the price, and it'll probably make the weed not quite as good. The government should do it. I don't even think it's a good idea just for the quality and the accessibility of it. And then less heads get cut off in Mexico, right? Cause that's they, very true. I mean, is that all? that's all the drug trade, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not just weed, but weed's a big part of yeah. it there. Right. And uh, people are being slaughtered in Mexico yeah. over... If you watch right. the show Weeds on Showtime, yeah. you can see exactly that Well, I in a satirical version. And I'm concerned now about bath salts because oh, now yeah. everyone's mentioning those fucking things. Oh, and yeah. And I think more people are going to get on that and it just turn into, you know, face-eating zombies. Speaking where... of bath salts, another man, another bath salt user, another face chew. Right. Did you hear this? Yes. Another one. We talked about it on Chelsea yesterday. Yeah, cannibalism is all the rage these days. Yeah. A Louisiana man named Carl Jacques Nau, still a very fancy New Orleans Bayou name. Right. My name is Jacques Nau. Come on here. I'm make my gumbo before you eat your face off. He probably like, thought what? the guy's face was a, a prawn or whatever the fuck <laughs> he done. It. He allegedly attacked his neighbor over a domestic issue Biting off a chunk of the neighbor's face. Was he on bath salts? He was on bath salts. What apparently, the hell are these bath salts? Apparently are a they? friend of his says he knew he was doing bath salts. What is bath salts? They sell them over the counter. I know, but how in, can you do that? I thought bath salts were supposed to be very calming. No, but that's... You that, lie in they a bath. They just look like bath salts. That's why they call them... They're not actually... Yeah, they're not Calgon or whatever you used to no, put in your bath No, but they are. Oh, they're, really is? They'll sell them at like convenience stores and at gas stations and they'll be... Bath salts, road salts, they'll sell them as packaged as other items, but then people just know that they are can be used as drugs. Oh, so it's actually a bath. I'm not sure if it's meant to be soaking in the no, bath. No, but no, it, no, no, no. I think it just Maybe looks... it's more of like an Epsom salt or something. Yeah. I, 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 so I don't know is, the answer to what that. What is it actually chemically that makes fucks you up? Is it LSD? Is it What is it? I don't know. It's, Do you know Matt? It's, it's like the... Uh... Give him the mic real quick. Oh. It's, Matt, our sound man. It's like the salvia equivalent to weed. So it's a legal... Um, hallucinogen as it were it's some weird synthetic chemical compound thing that they sell at like gas stations but in like little packets as they would salvia or whatever oh and they tell you it's supposed to be to get you fucked up yeah it's, it's definitely supposed to get you fucked up gotcha. no one's putting it in a bath that's just like a street name for it bath gotcha salts. gotcha yeah. gotcha yeah. It's not actually, right, gotcha people calling heroin horse i mean it was you know people call heroin horse yeah yeah back in the old days i've never you guys are both horse. older than me clearly yeah horse. was it a prince song no? really she's, now she's doing horse she's I thought that meant she was fucking a horse. No, no, no. I think she was doing heroin. How yeah, do you, with Prince, you never know. Yeah, could that easily could, yeah, have that been. Could, you know, I didn't even think about that. Come on. I, I went right to heroin. You're not giving you Prince nearly enough credit. Yeah. 
And another study shows that um, now high school students are smoking more pot than they are cigarettes. Cigarette smoke is on the decline, which I think is great news. Now they won't die and have a shitty, smelly habit, and they can expand their mind, maybe develop a love for passion of learning. weed smells so much better than cigarettes. I hate fucking cigarette smoke, but I don't mind weed. Every time I smell weed, I feel like I'm in an ACDC concert in 77. Like That's what I (laughs) remember. My head immediately goes to uh, the first concert I ever saw when I was a kid, Kiss at Nassau Coliseum. On Long Island. And uh, weed, uh, my head immediately goes back to that show. 1977. It had to be. No, maybe a little later than that. Uh, In 77, yeah, I was 77? negative one years old. Yeah, well, I'm older than you. Yeah, that makes we sense. Establish that. That's how age works. 66. I, I was 12 years old. Yeah, it was, okay. it was 77. No shit. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, LinkedIn had their passwords leaked out. Next Web reported their social networking site, LinkedIn, uh, confirmed that some of their six... 0.5 million encrypted passwords were compromised and hacked and posted on a Russian hacker website. They have 150 million users. Up to 10% of them might have been compromised. Will that mean they could stop fucking asking me to join them yeah. on LinkedIn? Who the on f- my... I could ask every day. I don't even know what it is. It's like a thing for looking for jobs. I'm on it and I don't even know what it is. I've never yeah. go on it. It's just, I don't know what it is. I think it just lists, I'm a person who, who has a job or something. And it, if somebody wanted to hire you, they would go through I LinkedIn? Yes, or it's to make business connections. Yeah, oh, it's, that, like, the, it's like it's yeah, like eHarmony right, right. for business. If you want to find your business soulmate, you go I'm learning a lot here today. I had no yeah. idea what mm-hmm. Beth saw. I mean, I knew, but I didn't know LinkedIn. Uh, but the reason why I report that story is, is: Do you trust shit in the cloud? I don't trust it because all these major cloud-based services are getting hacked. So clearly, all of our lives are going to me. That, like I'm actually scared. Like not to be too doomsday prophetic, right. but I'm scared. The part of the collapse is literally going to be we're trusting all this shit to these cool websites that have all of our personal information, our bankings online, our passwords right. online, our history, our pictures, our facial identification software. Everything is all digital. And then one day they're just going to fucking hit that kill switch to the Internet, shut it off, and we have nothing. That's what I, I actually heard. That's the next wave of terror. Oh yeah, yeah. No more, you know, getting in planes and driving into buildings and whatever the case, uh, or even like you know, dirty bombs in the street. I heard it's you know, turn off the the fucking internet. That was the other controversial thing that came out from the Obama administration last week. They're under a lot of fire right now for these leaks of classified information. Apparently, they're leaking. They leaked that Obama had this kill list, but they also leaked that that for the first time officially acknowledging that the Obama administration, um, um, is uh officially acknowledged that they conducted a cyber war attack on Iran's nuclear yeah. generators right. and set them back apparently a year or two in developing that shit. Really? They did in conjunction with the Israelis, but they actually acknowledged we actually attacked them. That's pretty much saying we went to war with Iran. I mean, yeah. it doesn't have to be killing people. It's like you're attacking some other nation's sovereignty Without permission. That actually might even be worse. Like if they turned off my Twitter and I wasn't able to tell <laughs> America that I was going to be at the funny bone in Indianapolis, that would, that would, now that would fuck me. That would be I would a travesty. Feel like, yeah, I would feel like terrorism has affected my life. Now you would feel the effects of I politics, I worked in the World right? Trade Center for many years as an electrician. No shit. I was an electrician in the World Trade Center. So I, I, I was wow. pretty close to that, all, all that bullshit. Wow. I remember when it happened. I mean, we can go, but I, I was like, those buildings are so enormous. You've been to the Trade oh, Center. Oh, yeah. Right? It was yeah just I was on so, the roof of the World Trade Center. It was just so enormous. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's no fucking way. Way they could fall. They're just too gigantic. I would think the opposite. They're too fucking yeah. big. They're yeah. gonna fall. It's like yeah, I guess some that's wind one, or another some way shit. to look at it. But yeah, anyway. yeah, that's frightening. So I don't know. I just think that it's it. You know, and then so we do that. So now we've pretty much said it's open season for you to retaliate and fuck with our internet. And yeah, fuck with our our government systems and our. 
That just freaks me out. I think we're trusting way too much the internet. Yet I do too. Like I don't want it all in the hands of Google. Yet Google's so convenient, so I give it all to Google. Right. Well, look at your iPhone. I mean, the, I you know now iPhone, uh, the iPad, iPhone, whatever. They have a basically can they have a thing in your hand where they can monitor your every move. And pretty mm-hmm. much everyone in the country has one. So it's almost like a tracking device they have on every person in the it's country. It's exactly it. And we opt into all this shit. Yeah. Location services on. Sure. Let's turn that shit on so yeah. I can get a little bit extra. It's 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 just insane how yeah. they how they just literally make it all so appealing to us and so yeah. cool that we're like, oh fuck, I guess I have to turn it on because I want to be located where. Oh. And Rick Overton always said, gave me a great line for my act. It's like I do this whole bit about how, how Google tracks you. Yeah. And when you click location services off, that's when the satellites really hone in on you. Oh really? <laughs> Probably. That's funny, you yeah. Know? What what's the alternative though? I mean, what do you do? Go back to rotary phones and and you know, you, I mean, you could if you wanted to. Hey, you can go live in the woods. I fly over it every day. I think there's about plenty it. of shit in the middle of, in the middle of this country that is there's there's plenty of nowhere out We're there. We're also addicted to it though. We're addicted yeah. to the lifestyle and to the technology. So it's not going to probably happen, but what I would like to do is one day make enough money that I can save enough money to have a getaway in the woods. Oh yeah. When oh, shit goes yeah. down, I want to fucking have an right. underground shit or it's somewhere deep Where in the nobody woods. Nobody can hear the girl scream, right, Ben? Just That's go. not at all oh, what sorry. I had in mind publicly on the nobody podcast. Nobody can hear you. It's exactly right. Yeah. Um on that super creepy note, it's time for Twitter answers. I asked people on Twitter this week, uh, what's your favorite thing in the world and why? And the Brain Trust responded with some interesting answers. Feel free and comment. Oh, oh yeah. I saw that you Twittered that earlier. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Every week. Yeah. We have a nice ongoing conversation. What's your favorite thing in the world and why? And why? A- anything. could be Anything. Food or... Anything. Yeah. At wow. B-Ball Hillbilly responded, cats. I feel like that needs no explanation. That's he probably has a nice cat. B-ball, I Willie. couldn't disagree more. Fucking, I hate cats. Yeah, I, I'm not a cat. Although Everyone's I, allergic to them. Yeah, they're moody, creepy assholes that jump at you and scratch you and when shit, you even try to show them love. Box. And it's bad shit. Like yeah. you, everyone says, a cat shit is not as bad as a dog shit, but it's just as bad. The place smells gross. horrendous. Yeah, you smell like an old cat. And then they did ex- explain further. They tweeted again saying, "Cats, they'll tell you when you need to back the fuck off." So that's the quality of making your favorite thing in the world? Really? I have, to, I have to disagree with this one, Kayla Hiller, B-Ball Hillbilly. What's oh, your favorite thing in the world? Chris Frangiola? Tits. No, I, I mean... That's a good answer. It, probably. I don't know. Answer. I don't know my favorite thing in the world. At Go Stabby said lesbians, because girls are my second favorite thing. So lesbians are more of that. I don't... Lesbians, I don't necessarily need... I don't, I'm, not a, I'm not a girl on girl, like, I don't need... Really? That. Yeah, it doesn't do anything for me. Does even do like anything porno, for you? No, it does. Like, a, like, it's nice, but even, like, in porno and stuff, I need, I need to see a dick in my porno. I really, really? do. Yeah, you realize how gay that sounds. No, but... I know, it does. Yeah, and I think see, about it. See, that's the but weird do, thing. But it's that's why porno. I love lesbian porn is because, exactly, you don't have to look at some guy's dick. It's two of what I want to see. No, but he, I, I, in, in, when, I, when the dick's in the porno, I, I can live vicariously through the, the dick, the guy whose dick as it is. As long as it's maybe POV. If they're not showing too many cutaways to the guy's face no, going no, no, like, no, oh. They don't do, you never see that. I mean, Once in a while. guys know what they're doing. That's they're true, that's true. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Yeah. 
I enjoy both. I really enjoy both. I'm, now I'm really racking my brain on my favorite. It's got to be music, right? Like, that's my favorite thing. Uh, that's I what guess. somebody else yeah. responded here. Um, at Katie underscore Furlong said music because it can change any mood I'm in. I agree. It's I so totally true. agree with her. And I'm always amazed how I'll fall into this like spiral of feeling kind of down or depressed. And it'll, I'll just be sit there in silence in my apartment for hours and realize, oh shit, this whole month. I could have just put on like break my stride and fucking nobody feel, gonna break my stride. Yeah. Ain't nobody gonna hold me down. Oh no, I, I think it's slow me down moving. though. Ain't nobody gonna slow me down. Both are very cheery messages. Yeah, it is. It could be hold me down. I'm yeah, not sure. I need to listen more to that for sure. Um, to that song. Um, and then at bread mustache said to crush my enemies, see them driven before me, and hear the lamentations of their women. Why? Because Conan. Isn't that a quote from Conan the Barbarian? Oh, Conan the... Oh, I thought it was Conan O'Brien. No, I don't think he's yeah. that quite that aggressive. No. Um, I don't even... I've never even seen that movie. I don't even think I saw the old Schwarzenegger classic. At Crafty174 said, Getting out of my motorbike or having some hot, hot sex both make my special areas feel great. It seems like everybody's going to sex, right? That would be your favorite thing. It's a pretty great thing. Yeah. I don't know if it's number one. You, yeah. I mean, I don't know if... I, I really enjoy smoothies. Yes, like what? Yeah, I like making an audience laugh. I and I might, in some ways, enjoy blowjobs more than sex. That is sex, though. No, Not sex if you is sex. Yeah, well, it depends uh, how you define no, sex. Blow, for blow is sex. Mm, I think no. Some people don't like Brad. Brad Wallach does not like blowjobs. What? I know. Isn't that amazing? Well, I don't understand. What does that mean? I have no idea. It's it's like a, a, that's like he's not the one giving. It, but maybe he's giving yeah. them on the, no, on the side. Yeah, maybe because no, how the fuck do you like, not? He does not like receiving them. It feels fantastic. Thing. I know. Maybe I don't know. But Brad's been married for a long time, so maybe. He's just but his wife's it. gorgeous. I know. I, it's amazing to me. I can't. Okay, I'm gonna have to literally have him on the podcast just to ask him that for an hour. Yes, you should. He he's pretty open about talking about it. Rove McManus replied at Rove on Twitter. Rove McManus, a friend yeah. of ours. Oh he yeah, used to be on the roundtable. Yeah, yeah, friend of the show. Australian awesome guy, Australian, yeah. one of the most famous comedians in Australia. Was, it, was a guest of ours on our, on the Australian Chelsea lately. Mm-hmm. He said, "Q-tips stick them far enough into your ear, and you have a mild orgasm." I agree with that as well. Rove. It does feel pretty yeah, good. It does. Sometimes I'll, I'll go like a month or two, I'll forget to use a Q-tip. Fresh out of the shower. And you go and it's like, oh my God, it's like yeah. heaven. It's yeah, like, it's, it's pretty like, good. It's like a virgin hole all over again. Rove McManus is, has, has very clean ears, I guess. Then. What does he do? He works over the Tonight Show or something. Does he? he? Yeah, I think so. Very interesting. Um, just a couple of reminders. Insane or Inspired on Sci-Fi Fridays at 10 before we go into our Thunder Round in a moment. I'll be on Chelsea again on June 26th. When's your next Chelsea, Chris? Uh, Wednesday night. Wednesday? Wednesday or Thursday? This coming Wednesday night? or So, so it'll, it'll be tonight when this comes out. Um, yeah. And uh, I'll be on the Star Star Dumb D-U-M-B game show at Flappers Burbank with Bill Dwyer, Maria Bamford, and others on Sunday, June 17th. Bill, they're getting some good people over that Flappers yeah, these days. Yeah, they're getting some great shows going on over there. Yeah. I'll be at Comedy Juice Ice House Pasadena June 21, Comedy Juice Irvine June 26th, Tacoma Comedy Club in Washington July 12th to Tacoma 14th. Comedy Club, go out to that club and see Ben Glebe. It's a great club. You were just Tacoma. there, right? I was just there. You all came out to see me. I had great crowds, great people, great city, great hotel. Great antiques. What did you think about it? Was it great? It's a great, great time. It's Tacoma, a great, thumbs, great time. Big thumbs up. And Atlanta, Georgia, Laughing Skull, July 19th through 22nd. You love that place. I, my favorite club in the country. By the way, you're very good at this, Ben. 
you're really good. Thanks, I mean, man. you keep it moving along. Thank you're, you very much. Yeah, your segues are nice. Do you have any other plugs you'd like to, any upcoming road dates you want to plug? Uh, I'll be at the Golden Nugget in Las Vegas on June 30th, Saturday night, with Jen Kirkman and Brad Wallach. Nice. Three of us, good show, fun show. One of the three of you might be getting blowjobs afterwards. Yes, right, with any luck. Uh, Brad will not, but... And any I luck will be Kirkman. Jen Kirkman? I don't even yeah. know what that means. But it's uh, that's a good show and uh, shit. After that, nothing. You know, watch Chelsea lately. I and mean, I have, I have a bunch of shows coming up, but I can't remember them offhand. Follow Chris at Chris Frangiola. At Chris Frangiola on Twitter. Get me up to seventy thousand. I'm two hundred away from seventy. Oh, nice. 000. And I would. I've like been to like stalling lately I've, around thirty-eight thousand. I, 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 I just died. I just, oh, I something's died. weird with Twitter. I feel like maybe I don't know. Do you really? Feel, I feel that way too, right? Maybe they're just like not counting shit right or something. I used to get. I used to get tons of like. It's the, definitely not us, Chris. It's definitely the system. I, that's what I have keeping to us the down system. because everybody else on our show has a hundred and seventy thousand right. followers. What's that? But about? it's the same people who watch the show. Like, I don't why get aren't they that. following yeah. me and you? Yeah, Chelsea follows thirty people. Yeah, she has four million followers. Right? Why aren't? Does she follow at least, you? Yes. Yeah. So why on earth? Aren't they? Are more of them clicking on me? I, I, and I you. I know. And you're There's a good. Something's you're weird. a good Twitter, right? I tweet constantly. Yeah, I tweet. I'm addicted to it. Mm. On that very self-indulgent note, it's time for the Thunder Round. Miley Cyrus is engaged, everybody. That's huge news. Huge news for the world, for planet Earth. Um, engaged to Liam Hemsworth from The Hunger Games. Um, what are your initial raw thoughts, Chris? I know this is a big topic on Miley Chelsea. I think Cyrus is gorgeous. I really do. Really? How do you like that? You know what? It, I'm going to go. That's my go-to hot girl. I think she's really Shut cute. Shut I don't know why. Am I what? crazy? You're crazy. I think I think she's really good looking. Dude, she's 19 years old. She's got a tall. She's tall. She talks like this. I want to do chew gum on your face. We were doing uh, red carpet for the Teen Choice Awards. Yeah. And she came walking. I mean, she's striking. Her legs are. I mean, she's really pretty. That's your go-to hot girl. Well, I mean, that's oh. a little bit of an exaggeration, but no, I find her attractive. In. I find her attractive. You got her a 3.5 carat ring from jeweler Neil Lane. I don't know why I'd care about that. He's yeah. 22. She's 19. It's, dating for three years. I know. Yeah, it'll never work. But I mean, I never work. power to this. You can't get married at nineteen these days. No, no, it's way too young. But I think I think he did. The father, Billy Ray Cyrus. I think he got married at like nineteen. Yeah, but is that is he anyone's role model? Uh, I hope not. Right? Yeah. Oh, maybe not. Even, not even Miley Cyrus. No, she tries as hard yeah. as possible to yeah. rebel against him. Right. You are forty-five. Do you plan to settle down, or you enjoy the single life on the road? Uh. I, I mean, I, it's being single's fun. You know, it's fun. You know, but um, it's definitely not not fun. I, eventually, I, I have to give it up. Like, it, you know, I, I are you going to be able to? Are you too addicted at this point? No, no, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm addicted. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I like having girlfriends. I really do. It's just I don't I don't like anybody really. Same here, man. Yeah, but like maybe is it us? Like at some point, do we have yes. to question: Is it us? We're just too maybe in our own way, in our own head. We're too used to getting what we want. I. I, 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 I'm definitely blaming myself. I don't blame the other people. I think the other people and I, I'm, I got, I'm getting progressively worse too as time goes on. You know, I'm, I'm a fucking lunatic, and I don't need a, you know, I don't need a woman. I can iron my own shirts. I can take care right. of myself. You know, a lot of people need a girl. Yeah, I don't life. iron shit. Look at my apartment. It's a, I know, it's, no, it's no, a mess. I know you don't iron. Shit. Oh my god, look at that pile of clothes over there. Yeah, that's my laundry basket. Overfloweth. Some people's cup run over. A lot of shirts. Yeah, man. I got a lot. Hey, man, I, I got each time Chelsea makes fun of one, I burn it. You have to get another I shirt. Just yeah. Buy a new shirt. It's very difficult. Vatican bans a book on female masturbation. The Vatican's Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith 
the CDF is pointing a condemnatory finger at a book that's called... That's bad. That's a bad choice of words right there. It is, right? Yeah. Daily Beast. I'm just reading that yeah. part. Um, just Love by, by Sister Margaret A. Farley, where she apparently says that self-love or masturbation is just fine. The Vatican slammed it, said that it's an autoerotic act, intrinsically and gravely disordered action. And their latest mandate, released just yesterday... Um, in response to this book written in 2006, they're just getting around to it now, they are very, very displeased. She's a nun, the woman who She's wrote a nun. Yeah. yeah. Ain't getting none. That's Thank right. You. I Thank like you. that. Nicely done. Yeah. Nicely done Thank you with the much. nun pun. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Should Well, that's always been the case, right? That you, they, they, you can't masturbate in, like, in religion. But that's, that's the don't. problem. They all do. So do you think religion will evolve to ever incorporate things that everybody does so it stops being so hypocritical and it might survive? Or do you think it'll die out? Or do you think people will just still keep obeying laws that they actually don't believe in? I like the fact that I, I'm not a religious person, but I like that it's out there. And I like that people find there are people who really follow it you know, to Why the do you letter. Like I just feel that like the people I've met who are real religious and and don't master you know and, and follow this shit right. they seem like n- nice enough people you know i mean uh, being, to me oftentimes they have real creepy religious I have, stares i like, i haven't really like they're met staring those into people. an abandoned carnival they're like for the most uh, part for me it's like little elderly italian women in new york who walk to church every sunday like it's that person like she's well, not sure. harming anybody sure she's you know she needs that church she's that, just overseeing she's got nothing else a bunch of murders her husband's perpetrating every week. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. And just absolving it away. Well, he's he's been dead. He's been either in debt or been in jail for years. So, church is all she has. Well, in so, that one case, I guess that's fair. Yeah. So as far as like masturbating goes, and I don't if you don't want to, I, you know, whatever you, gets you through the night. And <laughs> speaking of masturbation, Amanda Bynes tweeted the president. That's unrelated to masturbation. I saw this. She unrelated was drunk driving. And said She's drunk driving. She wanted the cop. Uh, fired Barack Obama to fire the cop quote she tweeted to Barack Obama fire the cop who arrested me I don't drink and she yet she TM, sideswiped a car TMZ, in West Hollywood T, yes and, and then and at 3 a.m. and refused a breathalyzer a cop car, test a cop car oh, yeah. oh, was it a cop car yeah, it was a police car. oh shit yeah she hit the police car yeah you're uh, right yeah. sideswiping a police car mm-hmm. and she uh, the TMZ has pictures of her hammered outside of every club in Hollywood so it's amazing that she doesn't drink. She doesn't drink. She inhales alcohol. Just another girl who just these kids. I don't know who Amanda. Like there's a there's like six Amandas. They all seem like they have the same names. Like six of them who are yeah kind of interchangeable. There are yeah. name yeah. another one. Well, there's like Amanda Seafree. Seafree, sure. She's like the hotter one now. She's the one that's like a hotter career. But she's like a real actress. She's like right? does lesbian scenes in every film yes, with like yes. Julianne Moore yeah. and, and then there's Megan Amanda, Fox. And then there's another Bond. Isn't there? I just feel like I don't know that that Disney World or that whatever Nickelodeon sure. or whatever they whatever they come from, and they all seem to be drunk and drinking. And who's really broken out of that and become like normal? Selena Has, Gomez? She's not out of it. She's in the, she's dating Justin Bieber, who's imploding daily, He's, hanging out with all these domestic abusing, hanging with Floyd Mayweather, and hanging out with Chris Brown and punching yeah. paparazzi and shit. And he's a little tiny kid. I've tiny met him man. many times on on Chelsea. I've actually done scenes with him. Uh, and he seems like a nice enough. He seems kid, nice, you know. I interviewed Selena Gomez on the Grammy red carpet last year, and uh, she was about to release her Spanish-speaking album. She's cute, though, right? Very cute, but she looked like she was like fourteen. Yeah, she's well, really she's young she's looking. Like nineteen, she's now, like 20 seventeen, something. I think. No, I think she's finally legal. Really? Yeah. Which I don't is, know. I've been waiting, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, now my screensaver is finally legal. You would have a threesome with her and Miley Cyrus if you were into that. Oh my you're god! Clearly not. Oh my god! For sure. I, I yeah, I like that Selena Gomez. I think she's a cute little Latino thing. Yeah, she was releasing her, her Spanish language album, so I started speaking to her in Spanish on the on the red carpet. Yeah, and she didn't know shit. She's like, "Oh my god, are you calling me out right now? Yo no puedo." Uh, uh, I was like, oh, she's like Eric Estrada. Remember Eric Estrada? He was like the most famous Latino man in America and didn't speak a word of, yeah. of, of Spanish. Yeah, as well it should be. Yeah. Uh, Chris, thanks so much for being here, man. Oh, my God, Ben. It was great. You are really good at this. This is a pleasure. Thank, Thank you for you. having me. Thank you so much. I don't know so who much. canceled that I got the call, but I'm happy to be here. Nobody. Chris, really? you were my first right. choice. I got the call 45 minutes before you started doing it. You were this. my first choice that hour, Chris. Okay. To be honest well, with you. Hey, listen, whatever it takes, I'm glad I'm here. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, let's just all take a moment and uh, think about how tough life can be out there in this world for Amanda Bynes. And yeah, I bet it is tough. Yeah, maybe she um, could use a little music to cheer her up. So, just for you, Amanda, we will leave you with Ain't Nobody Gonna Break My Stride. Whoa! And until last week, next week, this has been Last Week on Earth. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.